Hi, and welcome to season six of Connecting the Dots with me, your host, Cassie Hubert. This is the podcast where we talk about artistry, creativity, connection, communication, parenting, personal growth, and all those things that form the basis of our lives that are dots on the picture of the life that we are creating. Now, if you've been with me for a little while, you'll know that these tend to pull from all different directions, and that's because... Although it feels like those dots are placed at random, they're not. They really are connected. So welcome to today's episode, the first of season six. And both as a little introduction and as the theme of this episode, I want to talk about hibernating and spotting patterns. And just as a little aside before we go on, I would just like to say I am aware that at this moment, having just changed offices over the Christmas period and being slightly more in the heart of my family, there have been quite a lot of shouty children deciding to be highly exuberant in the background. So you may well pick up on the sounds of one of my sons or various other bits and pieces. So I apologise if that gets in the way. I think it's subtle enough not to bother you too much, but just so you know, and it has been acknowledged. Please bear with me. It's the joy of living in a house full of children. Now, for those of you who get my newsletter, Connect, Create, Resonate, you will be aware of the fact that I decided to take most of December and all of January and a bunch of February off in order to hibernate. Now, I'm not actually a small furry mammal. I'm quite a small mammal, but I'm not a furry mammal particularly. And so, no, I don't actually hibernate, funnily enough, at this time of year. However, I have started to recognise that Aside from just with the Christmas rush, I always get lower, tireder, more flat and sad in mid-November because we have quite a significant grief anniversary. And also then I start to just get drained and tired and recognise that I head towards burnout, creative burnout, maybe not everything else burnout, but definitely creative burnout. And then can feel that sort of, not exactly pressure, but that desire to keep pushing through to the Christmas season and maybe making festive podcasts or festive work. And and then I have the tendency after that to go, I'll take a bit of time off and I do rest over the Christmas holiday with my family. But then I tend to get towards that new year energy. And although I've definitely recognised over the last few years how much that new year energy is sort of slightly irrelevant and can be such a misleading thing to work with. I do tend to also feel that desire to just hit the ground running in January and really step things up again and get my head down and, and do the stuff. And, and I never have the energy. I almost always circle back to this time of year feeling tired and drained and like I should have this new life energy and yet it's not the spring yet. Obviously, I don't have to wait until we're in actual spring to do any work. And I think I would be a very blessed person if that was all I needed to do. But as I am, thankfully, at the moment, not the primary breadwinner, primary income bringer in our house, I do have the luxury of spotting the patterns of my energy and taking some time off. So I decided rather than trying to push through to December and the end of December and Christmas and then start again fresh in January with new bright eyed, bushy tailed energy, I would actually choose it as some time to hibernate. And what was useful for me was recognising that this isn't just something that's happened the last couple of years. This is something that happens every year. I run out of steam and then I get flatter and then I lose ideas. And then creatively, I don't have much to offer. And I'm scraping the barrel and trying to push myself. And it's exhausting. 
And no one's asking that of me, but it's something I've recognised that I seem to ask of myself. And actually, something I'm doing more and more is learning how to listen to my body and listen to what I'm drawn to and what I'm feeling passionate about and also when I need to rest. So I took pretty much all of December, all of January and most of this February. I've certainly taken off from pushing myself to make more and important work. So something I've noticed, therefore, is that these patterns can seem like they are just one-offs or two-offs, as it were. And yet, when I really look back, there are certain times of the year when I am always in this position. And so this year, I made the decision to consciously take that time off and just write it off as non-work time. And as I said, I'm lucky to be in a position to do that. But it made me think that maybe what I should be doing is deliberately plotting that in to every year. Now, maybe every year for the foreseeable future, maybe for the next couple of years, maybe just next year. But coming to that season and rather than letting it creep up on me and suddenly wondering why I haven't managed to do the things I wanted to do, actually preempting that slump and sort of wiping it out in my diary as deliberate white space. Because you cannot create in a vacuum, but you also cannot really create anything from exhaustion. Creativity has a vital energy and a lifeblood and a zest for life and a curiosity. And when you're so tired, you just can't be curious. That's when you want comfort and things that feel the same. And there is nothing wrong with that. But it is therefore helpful to go, this is the season when I will lie fallow. And much like the earth needs that time to lie fallow and rest and recover and replenish its stores, so we do as human beings. And creatively, we need that time to restock our own stores of our ideas, of things that inspire us, of things that are feeding into us. We also need the time to just do the proverbial staring out of the window while other thoughts percolate in the background. You know how if you can have several tabs up or open on your computer and they're all running in the background while you're doing a particular task. Well, our brains work quite similarly when it comes to creative ideas and problem solving. It's a bit like my mum always used to say sleeping on it. And, you know, that's famous, isn't it? Sleep on it. You'll get an idea. My mum always used to get to a point when she was dressmaking and she was amazing at that. She still is. And she'd be coming up with costumes for our dance shows and such like. And she would get to that point when she was like, I can't get any further. I'm stuck. So she'd go to bed and sleep on it. And, you know, a few days later, she'd probably just have a dream where she just knew the answer or it would just come to her. Ah, that's how I tackle it. But without that space to just let everything fall down, let everything rest for a bit, she could have pushed through and she probably would have used up more energy than she needed to, but also might not have come up with the same answer. She might have done. You never know. I mean, when you've waited and then you've got the idea, you don't know whether you would have got it if you hadn't waited. But chances are it would have been a much harder one thing. And the results when she did that were always amazing. Taking some time out to just go and see stuff. Maybe that's going to your favourite plays and theatre and going and watching some movies. That's why Christmas, if you're a movie fan like we are in our house, we're big movie fans, having the time to just sit and watch a load of movies or shows, TV shows that excite you can be surprisingly inspiring, even if in the moment they're not inspiring and they're just deeply comforting, because your brain will continue to make connections in the background. 
in the same way, spotting the patterns where, where in the year do you naturally ebb and flow? Where in a month do you naturally ebb and flow? If you're female and menstruating, then you you will have a natural ebb and flow of your cycles. It's something I've noticed more and more that actually I have seasons within my own cycles within those weeks where I have more energy, less energy, more creative energy, more deep processing energy. And learning to work with that rather than against it has meant that I'm not fighting myself and making everything 10 times harder, but I'm more likely to catch those waves. You know, I'm not a surfer, but I do like the sea and I love being by the waves. And, you know, the waves come and they go and there's a there's a timing thing about catching those waves when you want to surf on them. And it's that point when you ride the crest of the wave and it'll bring you all the way into the shore. You can jump on and paddle like mad to the shoreline. But when you catch it at the right moment and it does a whole lot of the work for you and it's just easier. And while life is not full of one big flow of ease, we have ebbs and flows, we have difficult times and we have joyful times. We often put more obstacles in our way, I find, I certainly do, to getting work done, to growing in our relationships to personal growth we tend to get in the way by trying to force it against the grain by trying to work against the wave rather than catching it and letting it carry us in with greater ease you know there's nothing wrong with things being easy that's not the same as something that doesn't matter and never working hard when something's hard but I've been learning also in small boring ways like with my housework how to work with my own ebbs and flows of energy. And certain times of the month, certain times of the day, I'd hit a definite slump time around sort of mid-afternoon, especially if I haven't been seeing any other adults in that time and I'm just hanging with my kids and it's wonderful, but I get to a certain point and I am exhausted. And when I was pregnant, it was even more obvious. I get to that point and I just actually fall asleep, which I can't usually do around my family. But um, or certainly not in the daytime when I'm fully responsible for them. I just can't drop off. But so often with housework, with tasks I need to get done, I push myself thinking I must do them. And yet I've noticed when I've taken some of that pressure off, there are natural ebbs and flows to my energy. And I'll have a day when I'm suddenly immensely full of beans, as my mum would say, and that is the time that I'm going to paint a wall or that is the time when I'm going to clear out that understairs cupboard. And working with my own flow means I get so much more done. And yeah, maybe at the end I'm tired, but I'm not tired and depleted in quite the same way if I push myself when I was in an ebb moment. And I think when we're working creatively, it's worth being aware of those patterns because working with our body and our our mind and the seasons and the rhythms of our lives, you know, if there are seasons when everything happens all at once, that's not the time to be starting a fresh project. If you've already got all the kids going places or all the family occasions or all the big planning or don't start something else that requires your creative energy. Stick something else on the back burner so that you can do those things really well and show up and be present to them. And sometimes it's the simplest things of just noticing where we are functioning well and where we are not. And so for me clocking that not just the last few years I felt a bit low and tired at this time of year, but actually every year <laughs> I'm always tired at this time of year. 
And interestingly, as soon as we stopped, we all got a horrible, horrible flu and I wouldn't have been able to work anyway. And it took us ages to shake. And the more children you have in a family, the longer it seems to take for colds and bugs and things to move their way through before someone gets something else. And we've got them again. But um, we needed that time to really rest. There are sometimes other points in later parts of the year when I need some time to just be on absorb mode where I'm just hungry to absorb loads of things. And then there's other times when I need to be on gently processing in the background mode. And when I can spot those patterns, then I can preempt them and plot them in. So next year, or the end of this year now, because we're in 2023, welcome everybody. In 2023, come November, I am going to deliberately plan that I will not put anything in from sort of late November and not plan anything in until February. And so rather than having to just abandon something, I can look forward to that space to replenish and regroup and hopefully to come back with more joyful energy and more enthusiasm and more ideas. So where are the points in your year that you always find you're sluggish and everything's harder? Where are the points in your month, in your week, Where are the points in your day? What times of day do you work at your most optimum flowy? And and where are the points when you hit those natural ebbs and you're stuck and you can't move with it? Because while things that are worthwhile are worth working hard for, there's a point when we push and we, we push past that point and it just doesn't work any better. It's like if you ever used to stay up late to get, you know, work done for school or college or university or what have you. There's a point when you stay up and you just get your head down and get it done. And then there's a point when I remember staying up until four in the morning when I was 16 and I was trying to get a science project done. And as the hours crept on, I got less and less productive and I pushed to try, but I was just staring at the computer and it was completely pointless. It would have been far better for me to have gone to bed, maybe to have got up the next morning or maybe just not to have gone in. But you stay up and you're like, I'll just push through, I'll push through. But the work quality is never as good because that time is not as valuable to you working as it is you resting. And everybody's different in terms of your own personal time zone. Like You might find you work brilliantly at night time and need to sleep much more throughout the day, and that's fine. But when we push through our natural levels of energy, because we're just trying to get it done, it never turns out as well. So as we enter this new season, I'd love it if you would consider where you have your natural ebbs and where your natural flows happen, weeks, months, years, and can you preempt some of that and plan for it? You will really thank yourself and give yourself a break when come that time you've already planned to wind down so that you can come back in the new season or the new month or the new day with more energy and more joy and more creative capacity. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I would be so grateful if you would consider hopping over to Apple, Apple Podcasts and leaving a review so that other people can find it more easily. And if you would like to share it with someone who you think might really enjoy them or benefit from some of the ideas and feel encouraged it would mean such a lot to me if you would be so kind because it does help other people find them and if you'd like to support the podcast then there is a link in the show notes that you can just hop over and make a regular contribution which is always hugely appreciated but for now i wish you all the joy connecting those dots because despite appearances the dots are not placed at random god bless